This is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm here today with two members of our digital government team, Jennifer Alvarez and Lauren Oxford. Lauren is our digital communication strategist. Jen handles all of our media and marketing related efforts. And Lauren really is focusing her time on managing our more than 25 social media channels, which is a 24-7 gig, and she's rocking it. Um, And so we want to talk a little bit about recently we know Facebook underwent some major changes, and there's a lot of buzz out there about how your content might be hidden now and what you can do to be sure that that doesn't happen. So let's talk a little bit about what the changes are for those listeners that might not know that Facebook even underwent these changes. Um, you know, what do those changes mean and why do you think they they actually put these in place? Yeah, so January 11th, Mark Zuckerberg came out and said, we're making some big changes with Facebook. And a lot of that was based off some research that Facebook had done about connecting with people and with social media. They found that With social media, it's better if it's between people rather than between them and businesses. So basically, Facebook is moving away from their algorithm of helping people find content that's relevant to them to making people and relationships a priority. It's kind of scary for organizations like us and different businesses and pages that are on Facebook just because we're no longer a priority on the newsfeed. So people are going to be able to see the groups and the people that they have relationships with on social media or on Facebook um, more readily than they would with pages like following us. Did I answer? Yeah, (laughs) no, that's perfect. And I think for us, it is a challenge because we're not your typical government organization on Facebook either. We're, we are creating content daily and we have a large engagement and we're a big reach into our community. And so this is kind of upsetting, especially since the research does show that people do want their community news. They want to know what's going on in their community, what the mayor's up to, what's happening in their downtown, what events are happening, what football team's in the you know, playoffs, and they can't find that information really anymore anywhere. The Arizona Republic, our local paper, doesn't really do a lot of community stories. Maybe we get one a month, if that. And so where do those people go to find that information? It's usually to our Facebook page, which is our target audience tends to be, you know, our average age of resident is about 32. So we're able to get a great reach on Facebook. So this is kind of upsetting to us. (laughs) Yeah, and I know a lot of other government agencies are panicked about this news and what those changes could mean for um, the various pages that they have, um, especially related to emergency communications. How do you get that important information that your residents need to know immediately out to them? Um, We don't technically use Facebook as our primary form of emergency communications. Um, We use Twitter, but um, when there is a, a longer emergency occurring or road closures or a community-wide emergency, we definitely do post that on Facebook. And we just want to make sure that people see that information. And honestly, Facebook always goes through these changes. I mean, their algorithm changes on a daily basis. So yes, these are major changes, but you just learn to adapt to them. And I think at, at the end of the day, and I know, Lauren, you have some great tips on how people kind of fight off these changes, but at the end of the day, it's all about posting engaging content. And if you do that, your, your content will still be seen. 
Yeah, and our native video views on Facebook are our highest on any platform. So even though we might not have emergency information to get out, our largest engagement with live video and video, highly produced video even that we post natively, is our greatest on Facebook. And that might not be the case for every other city because or any place that has content because they might be posting it just on YouTube or in other places, but we've had great success. A lot of our videos that were the most popular, we did a carpool karaoke with the mayor and a police officer, and our Facebook views are in the hundreds of thousands. And so I think that that's kind of frightening for us because I think our reach is the greatest there too with our content, especially our video content. It's also what sets us apart because we create so many high quality videos and they're so engaging. But I think that that's our target audience is our Facebook family when we're thinking about creating that content. So that's a little frightening too. So what are some of the ways that we think, and and we should say this is all connected and started with this whole idea that people were able to post fake news and, and how do you verify what is a reliable and realistic news source versus not. And so again, when you get lumped in with those issues that they've had, it seems like the punishment for us is because of those users that may not have, should not have been on the platform exactly. or that the platform should have been able to see to prevent from putting either their fake news out there. And now we're all getting punished for it. Well, That's it, just my personal opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and you would think Facebook would want to prioritize local government information. I mean, if they're wanting to connect people with what's happening in their community, what better way to do that than connect them with their local government where they're sharing information that is impacting them on a daily basis. Right. Um, so it's very surprising that Facebook hasn't been open to conversations with um, the local government users and trying to figure out ways that we can make sure our residents and citizens are still seeing our content. Um, So that's still a challenge that I know um, a lot of uh, local gov users, including us, are still trying to overcome. It's almost like we need our own designation because we're getting Mm -hmm. lumped in as, you know, a a business or a group. And you're right, we're, we're not necessarily. And so it's unfair that we're not separately recognized on that platform in a different way. So maybe that's something that they could think about if they're li- if you're listening Facebook. <laughs> yeah, and it's surprising because they're making that big push for town hall, right? Connecting right. you with your um your leaders, your elected officials. And I was just on that page yesterday for for my area. And it's just so shocking that it has all of our council members on there and how to connect with them, but it doesn't tell you how to connect with your city where Mm -hmm. that you can learn about things that are going on, new businesses that are coming, um, new, uh, you know, rezoning issues that may impact you. Um, There's no connecting to your local city. It's all to your local leaders, which is great. But I think that they're really missing that piece, which would help us with these changes that are happening. Yeah, there was another announcement um, besides the one on January 11th, but talking about how Facebook's going to be prioritizing local news. So it's unfortunate that we wouldn't qualify, be considered Mm -hmm. as part of being a local news source, even though we really are the ones that are even providing that to local media stations. And more up to date, right? Exactly. Closer to the source. And so we have the more up to date information much more you know, quickly than the local news stations do. So I agree completely. They need to figure this out for sure. And, you know, I think it will settle down over time. I mean, as marketers, we're always having to learn and adapt. And so if these changes do end up sticking, which I don't imagine they will, because we're seeing lots of articles about people spending less time on On Facebook. Facebook. Already. Already. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, what, a month? Um, So they're going to have to make some adjustments if they want to keep people on their platform. But um, if... 
whatever changes do stick, we will just have to adapt to and figure out what's going to work well, um, whether that be live video, because I know that they're talking about how live video causes a lot of conversations and um, conversations are going to be really important with their new algorithm and, and not just conversations, not just comments and people tagging other people, but really well thought out conversations and discussions, which is a challenge um, when you think about you know people having drawn out conversations on social media, how do you encourage that between your citizens and, and your followers? And that's where I think we'll be okay because we do get great engagement from our Facebook followers. And even though Facebook has come out and said that a lot of pages will see a decrease in the views that we get on video, we still have that engagement with our videos because people are having dialogues about what's going on in Gilbert. And if for some reason we do see that decrease in reach, the nice thing is that we have an advertising budget. So we're able to boost posts that are performing well because we know that that's resonating with their audience. So might as well put some money behind it to help that reach a greater audience. Yeah, let's talk about some examples when you've done that. I know our recent Digital State of the Town is a great one, um, a production that we work on all year. And obviously, instead of having an in-person mayor's event, we create a video that can be shared. And this is why, so that we can put it on platforms like Facebook and have a larger reach there. So we put it natively and I believe, I mean, we have thousands of views cumulatively, but talk to a little bit about what your process is for when you decide to boost posts and, and what you do and, and why, and, and what you see happen when you do, how your reach really does increase. Yeah. So anytime that we post or publish something on Facebook, it's easy to kind of see if it picks up immediately or if it just kind of dies. Um, but if people are start starting to comment, tag their friends, have some dialogue going on, then that's an easy way to say, okay, people like this, they like this content, let's um, get it out there to more people. Um, so even putting like five or $10 behind a Facebook post, it's, it's so inexpensive to reach a person. It's less than a penny right. to, to reach those people. Yeah. And Facebook advertising, I know is a scary thought for a lot of social media marketers and in, in government. Um, you know, the thought of advertising on Facebook, um, when really, like Lauren said, it's pennies to the dollar to what you're already spending by putting out a billboard in your community or uh, doing a community-wide mailer. Um, we have found such success with Facebook advertising and social media advertising in general that it's worth it. And we've we've converted other, you know, we've asked other departments to to dedicate some of their marketing and advertising budgets to social media marketing because we are able to reach so many people with that content and really be able to track that return on investment. And I think that's the differentiator because a lot of people, if you say it's scary for them to think about, they're not thinking about it the right way. They're not mm -hmm. thinking about growing their audience, which, what we are. You know, you're not just creating content for your followers to see. You're not just, you know, rehashing videos every week to the same people. No, the challenge for us is we want everyone in Gilbert to see our content, but beyond. We want mm -hmm. businesses that maybe are looking to relocate, people that want to know where they're going to retire, where they'd like to live, where they want to have their kids go to school. We're always thinking about that larger reach, and I don't know that other cities are, and so they're not necessarily thinking of it that way, but you're totally right. For the cost alone, it's absolutely worth it, but if you really want to grow your following and you want to get other eyeballs on that content, that's the only way to do it. Yeah, if you're worried about the changes that Facebook has made and about people seeing the really important content that you're posting, then you need to figure out some sort of advertising budget on Facebook because it is going to be worth it and it will give your content so much more visibility on Facebook. 
I was at a conference in LA yesterday and I gave a presentation. I showed a portion of our um, carpool karaoke video with our mayor and a police officer. And someone said, I saw this video. I saw this video. And it turned out he actually was from a company that spends a lot of time in Phoenix. But it was so funny. He couldn't figure out where or when or how he saw it. But he even came up to me afterwards and was like, I saw that video. I think it was on Facebook. I saw that video. <laughs> and I, I, he definitely didn't follow Gilbert. I, he, I don't even even know that he knew a lot about Gilbert, but with the <laughs> Does minute he follow he saw us the now, video, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely, of course. It was a requirement. Everyone must that was in the room. But he genuinely was so excited. Like, I've seen this before. And it was so cool for me to see that that reach really is, you know, it is happening. So let's talk about some of the things that you did to help our followers still be able to see our content. I thought it was really cool you created a video that um, could walk them through. I know a lot of people are putting out letters, and I would argue that People aren't going to stop and take the time to read a letter. Yeah. That's just no one has time for that, especially when they go to social media to sit and follow steps. So I thought it was really a great idea that you created a, a really brief video to just walk through the three steps that people need to take to be able to see the content. So let's talk about what those are. Yeah, so it's super simple. I think a video is a great way to show people how easy it is um, rather than reading like a huge paragraph about what they're supposed to do. So the video basically shows three steps. Um, the first to go to Gilbert Town Hall's Facebook page, and then second, go to the following button, and then select see first. And it's that simple. And the video also shows visually like a screen share to show where they do that on the page. Perfect. Yeah. And that's important because if you indicate that you want to see our content first, it'll automatically show our posts, any of our recent posts in your newsfeed every time you log into Facebook. So I do it. Um, and every I don't miss anything we post because I always see our content first, which is really important. Yeah. So I think just emphasizing why it's important to the community so they make sure that they're up to date on any emergency situations or just to get the relevant news that's happening um, to be sure to do the see first option on Facebook. Absolutely. I'm already noticing people complaining about it on Facebook. So they're definitely noticing that they're the way that they're engaging on the platform or the content they're seeing is changing. It doesn't seem like very many people are happy about it. So I kind of missed my tasty videos. I, I was getting so many recipes and now I feel like I'm Why seeing less of them in my newsfeed. No. I know. <laughs> no, it's so true. Exactly. And it will drive you away because, you know, you don't have much time to spend on any of these platforms anyway. So when you choose, you know, some days it's like, when you're on a lot of different social media platforms, there are definitely days when I'm like, oh, I haven't been on Snapchat in a couple of days or, mm -hmm. you know, because you get busy and it goes by. And Facebook is usually one of the number one places I'll go. Facebook and Instagram are the two and then Twitter, but that's more constant throughout the day from a news perspective. Like I'll have it open on my computer, but on my actual phone, what I'm going to engage with is Facebook and Instagram. And I'm already finding myself kind of like, eh, I'm not really seeing anything interesting here right now. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going away from it. So I have a feeling that they'll see that continue to happen, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. I saw a comment that, um, you know, Facebook is a part of Americans daily lives. Like, yes, that's so true. You know, I think about my habits in the morning and it's not just because I'm a social media, you know, <laughs> user or manager. Um, but I wake up and I go on Facebook and I kind of scroll through and see what's going on. Or, and then I'll go to Twitter and I'll do all of the different channels. But um, Facebook is ingrained in, if you are on Facebook, you go to Facebook a lot throughout the day. And it's unfortunate to see that they're, um, 
their numbers have declined since they've made this change. And I don't think that it, it they can sustain that long term. So I'm sure we'll hear some mm-hmm. additional announcements or they'll make some additional adjustments to their algorithm to ensure that they're keeping people on Facebook longer because that is the intent or that was the intent of this change. And it's kind of backfiring on them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think there's probably, I'm even thinking in my head, I'm like, what if it changes again before we release this podcast episode? (laughs) You never know. Well, we'll have to do another one or an update (laughs) at some point, I'm sure, because I, we're keeping an eye on it every day just to kind of see what happens. But I like the idea of separating governments out, you know, as local news or updates for information or emergency situations, especially. Mm -hmm. I think that that's where people are going to find information when things are happening. Remember, it used to be that you would go to like your local ABC affiliate to see if they were saying anything. And now you go more directly to the source, which is the actual, you know, maybe it's Gilbert Fire and Rescue, maybe it's Gilbert Town Hall, but they're coming to the city to see what's going on. So we have a responsibility and we take a lot of time and effort to create content for Facebook. So hopefully they will see the value in that and maybe make some changes that will help us to be sure we don't get lost yes, in the Facebook world. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you ladies for joining us. So fun to have you both. Thank you. And thank you as always to our listeners. And if you don't already follow us on social media, please do. On Facebook, we are Gilbert Town Hall. And don't forget to take the easy steps that Lauren mentioned so that you'll see our content first. And we'll see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital. <laughs>